Hello everyone and welcome to Biliteracy Now. I'm your host Diana and in this episode I will discuss the importance of language of instruction and how it impacts bilingual educators. I call it, what language do I teach in? I want to start by saying thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram, visit my blog at biliteracynow.com. You can purchase my products on Teachers Pay Teachers and Bilingual Marketplace. I want to start this episode by discussing briefly my background as a student growing up bilingual. So my L1, in case many of you don't know, is Spanish. Um, I grew up, you know, the first word I said was mama. So I, I grew up speaking Spanish the majority of the time at home up until I was five years old. My mom speaks the majority of the time in Spanish. We watched novelas on TV. We listened to Spanish radio. However, my mom chose to enroll me in English only, in an English only program. So the first time I'd ever actually heard the English language was my first day of kinder. It was quite a shock for me being that my first language is Spanish and I'd only ever spoken in Spanish and now being forced to sort of learn very fairly quickly how to speak English and how to read in English and write in English. Once I overcame the shock and the, the cultural difference, because there really was a huge difference from my classroom and my home life, I somehow was able to navigate my way through school and I was a fairly successful student. I had pretty good grades, I mean A's and B's and I had really good behavior, so I never really had an issue with that. Um, and for the most part, I would say that I'm that I was successful in the end. However, I do feel that it was so, somewhat of a disservice to be enrolled in English-only classrooms because I I felt that I or at least for me I still feel like I'm not fully developed in English or Spanish. I kind of feel like I'm in the I'm in between, like. It's kind of weird to explain, but I think those of you who speak both languages sort of understand. It's hard for me to be confident in my Spanish, and it's hard for me to be confident in my English, if that makes sense. I, I did the best that I could, and I think, you know, for the most part, I was successful. And I honestly feel that that life experience for me early on in regards to language, it gave me the idea to become a teacher. It made me want to become an educator, and it specifically made me want to become a bilingual educator. I've taught grades first through fourth, and all of them have been bilingual. And in my classroom, I've had English language learners, um, whether they were labeled as bilingual students or ESL students. I've been in classrooms where I've taught, say, the majority of the time in Spanish, maybe 90% and only about 10% in English. I've been in classrooms where I've taught Spanish the first semester and English the second semester. And I've been in bilingual classrooms where I've taught 0% of the time in Spanish and all of the time in English. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because bilingual classrooms are very diverse. They're very different. There's no one classroom that looks like the other. Which leads me to my next topic of discussion bilingual education programs. Now many of you, I would say the majority of you, are 
teaching under a transitional bilingual program, which is either early exit or late exit. And then those of you who are lucky enough to teach in a dual language program. I love the idea of teaching students that both languages are of the same importance. Spanish is not more important than English, and English is not more important than Spanish. But learning Spanish and English, or learning English and Spanish, is equally important. And super beneficial, obviously. However, the reality is most of us are teaching in an early exit or late exit transitional program. Now, the early exit program I have the biggest problem with, and it's because it states that students should be able to transition into English-only classrooms as early as three years. Now, I take issue with that number because studies continue to show that it takes a child seven years to successfully transition out of a program. And forcing a child to go through life in kinder, first and second, and by third grade they should be English only, is very unrealistic, in my opinion. Now, the transitional late exit program does say that it takes a student between five to seven years. So if you do the math, you would say, okay, well, you're giving the child an extra two years or maybe more to be able to transition out of a bilingual classroom and into an English-only cl English classroom. And I think that's a little more realistic, but even then, I feel like the program has a lot of things that it needs to work out. Now, here's the problem that I have with our bilingual programs. The goal of any bilingual program should be for the child to be bilingual, not monolingual, bilingual, which means the child should be biliterate in two languages. What we're teaching the child is that you need to hurry and learn English. And I think that's the problem with the majority of the bilingual programs that we currently have out there. It's hard for a teacher to be able to navigate that because the pressure is really high for us. For me, from just being a teacher of bilingual students for so long, the pressure to get these numbers of students to exit the program is really high. It's like a constant thing where you're thinking about how many students am I going to exit this year? Are they, are they ready? Are they not ready? This is the hardest thing for, I think, any bilingual teacher to navigate because we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're stuck between, well, this child may not be ready, but I know my numbers have to look good and I have to be able to exit as many as I can. Here's the problem with that mentality. If you feel like a student is not ready to enroll into English-only classrooms and you exit the child anyway, the child will not be successful. And the truth is, if a child struggles with their first language, with their L1, the child will struggle in their second language. Because at that point, you have to come to the realization that it's not a language issue. The child just needs more time. Maybe he's a different type of learner. I've never seen a case in my career where a student is super low in Spanish and then I exit him and he becomes super successful in English. That's never been the case. So I think for me, that goes into what is my language ideology as an educator. And I'll share that with you today. I believe strongly that a child needs the time to develop their L1. And by that I mean they need to be great listeners, great speakers, great writers, and great readers. 
in their first language in order for them to transition into their second language and be successful because that is all I care about. That's my language ideology. Now, I've met all kinds of teachers in my career. I met the teachers who love English, even though they're bilingual educators, they love English. And the majority of the time they teach in English and the children are really good at English, but they've never fostered their L1, okay? What's gonna happen to those children when they're adults? They're gonna, they're gonna grow up and say, oh, well, I used to speak Spanish, but I forgot now. On the other hand, I've met teachers who love Spanish and that's all they really like to speak and they're uncomfortable speaking English. So the majority of the year, all they speak and teach in is in Spanish. And what happens to those children? They never get exposure to English, right? So they're kind of like in between and they're never really going to exit or it's gonna take them a really long time to exit the program and they may not be successful because they haven't had enough exposure to English. So I think as an educator, as a bilingual educator, you have to stop and think about what is your personal background like in terms of language? What is your bilingual journey? What is your language ideology? How do those two things impact the way you teach your students? And that's really, to me, the answer to what language do I teach in? You do what is best for your children. The people that are in your classroom with you at all times, those 22, 25 bodies that are in your classroom with you, those are your stakeholders. They're the ones you respond to. I've had students in my classroom that were ready for English. You know, they were really high readers in Spanish. They were great writers. They kind of knew everything in Spanish and they were ready for English. And I let them. I let them get books in English. I let them write reports in English. I let them begin to transition. In that same classroom, I had students who are still, were still reading at a level G in Spanish, and they just weren't ready yet for English. You're always going to have a mixture of students in your classrooms, and you have to be able to adapt to that. Let's say, for example, you're a kinder teacher. You feel like, well, they're in kinder, they still need to learn their Spanish. You're correct about that. You are absolutely correct. They need to foster that Spanish because that's, that's going to help them be successful in their L2. And studies do show that a student uses their skills in their L1 to help them with their L2. I think what you have to remember is that what everybody wants is what's best for the child. And if nobody else around you wants that for the child, then you have to want that for the child as their teacher because you are the advocate. You are their voice. You are there to protect their language development. I'm not here to tell you that you should not teach your students in English. I think they need to learn English, but I, not at the expense of forgetting their Spanish. I can't separate language from my culture. When I think of my culture, my background, and where I came from, I can't take away language from those memories. So for me, I feel that if I were to tell a student that they need to learn English and forget their Spanish and sort of have this assimilationist ideology on language, I feel like in doing that, I'm killing part of their culture. And so I can't bring myself to do that. Yes, it's made for really uncomfortable conversations with some of the people that I've worked with. But at the end of the day, I'm doing what's best for the student. And people can't challenge you on that because you're right. You're doing the right thing. So here's my advice. Pay attention to your students. Listen to them, whether it be their conversations, their writings, their sticky note jots, their reading level, your small group notes. Look at all of those things, analyze them, and that will tell you what that child is ready for. And I promise you, 
that child will be successful. Thank you so much for listening today. My hope is that you leave inspired.